When you play pretend, you don't have to be real. Some bears live circus lives, but this bear, he's singing with the housewives. Hello, I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And welcome to The Real House Bears. It's me, Lisa Renna. Oh no. And I heard your last podcast and you guys have abused me. Ferociously. On the last podcast, you guys said horrible, damning things about me, and I'm Lisa Renna, and I'm not going to have any of that. <laughs> okay. You, I think you guys are just evil, <gasps> possessed by demons, and are just out to try to destroy Lisa Renna, but you can't destroy Lisa Renna. You cannot destroy Lisa Renna. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be like the last cockroach. <laughs> you get on the toilet. <laughs> so I will be, as Lisa Renna, will be damning your podcast for eternity. Oh my god! I am Lisa Renna. <laughs> you know, if you didn't let that out, you would have gotten cancer. If you... And let me lead this up. The things you guys said about me literally gave me cancer. Oh my God, it's so dramatic. <laughs> and on my deathbed, I will damn you with the last breath that I have. What about blessings and prayers? <laughs> I give those to other people. I give those to other people. I don't give them to the damned. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lisa Remy. Oof. You're so angry. Oof. You're so angry. You know what? That's going to piss me off. <laughs> You're going to go overboard and it's going to piss me off. <laughs> Lisa has gone. I'm, I'm now back to Hunter. Oh, you said that to Hunter. But sorry, back. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. I have Rewind. changed characters. Thank okay. you. Well, that will wake you up, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> wake you up. Wow. It that sure was, will. I felt like I was watching like theater there. Yeah, you saw me like change. Like, like it was like a monologue. The vagina monologue. Your own vagina monologues. <laughs> well, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Y'all, I'm going to go ahead and just get it out of the way. I apologize. The soundbite fiasco last week. Oh, we're going to go there. We're all disappointed in you. Well, listen, the whole experience of trying to get this last week's episode on the internet at all was just a fiasco from beginning to end. First it wouldn't upload, and then it wouldn't upload, and then it wouldn't upload, and so I tried to make a change, and then it still upload just as slowly, but without the sound bites. So I, I still don't know exactly what happened, but it's completely on me, and... So thank for thank you to those of you who still listened without the sound. A lot of people even messaged and was like, "You guys had a great episode." I know it. it made me feel so good because I felt like a mess after. I mean, that do mistake. we still need the sound bites? <laughs> well, according to you, we're not funny without the sound bites. <laughs> that is a hundred percent not true. <laughs> so I don't know, but at least uh, Salt Lake City is back, and we at least have some personal connections that people enjoy listening to. Yes, and um, I'm going to do my best. Hopefully, sound bites will be in this week's episode. It better be, or I'm going to fire you. And hopefully, it'll upload before midnight. I mean, like, it took hours to upload last time. It was, oh, it I think was you're awful. just doing something wrong. Probably, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to be my keeper. I am not your keeper. You're not your bear's keeper. No, I cannot keep that bear handled. <laughs> I, well, then you should have never me, taken me home from the Russian circus. Right. Well, everybody always asks, like, how did you two meet? And I'm like, well, I met him at the Russian circus. He was, like, on a little tricycle, and he was on a little ball at one point. And I'm, then I kidnapped him, and I stole him from the circus. Now he's a home bear. And then, you know, if you hadn't, maybe Diana would have paid for me. And I'd be living in luxury in Beverly Hills. That's so unfortunate. You're in the slums now. <laughs> the slums of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Over in West Valley City. <laughs> well, you might not be my keeper, but Kyle is clearly not her sister's keeper either. We've already said this, that she is, so it's true. <laughs> right, she really is. She really is. Where's Kyle? So, we're going to start with Beverly Hills. It is the finale, and I want to say, we've been a little bit down about this season over the past few episodes just because the season was kind of too long. Yeah. Like when they showed the 
this season on Beverly Hills, I was like, that was this, that wasn't last season. Yeah, it's just been a long, long But I have to say, season. if they had just cut it by maybe even only three episodes, this was an awesome season. Yeah. It really, really was. It was a great, great, I felt a little bit guilty about how I like, like, in this season already. I feel like it ended better than the rest of the season. Yeah, I do feel like this episode ended, though, kind of with a... Not a, a cliffhanger for the reunion, but not a cliffhanger for next season. I don't know if half these women are going to make it back to next season. Well, I mean, before we get into this, I want to say, now that there is a, a real new shift in friendships, finally, in the last episode of the season, now I kind of want Lisa Renna to come back, just so that I can see her and Erica on their lone island, and now Kyle's no longer their friend, and how that's mm -hmm. going to change. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Are we ready? We start off at Garcelle's. She's getting ready to have a Birkins and Bubbles party. And then we see Patrick the butler, and I was like, wait a minute. That's, uh, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, wait a second, wasn't he in a different franchise or something? He was <laughs> Kathy's butler last season. Yes. But now what I want to know, is he Kathy's butler, or is he just like a butler for hire? I don't know. Did she, did Garcelle borrow <laughs> Patrick. Well, he is a butterfly. Um, he, he is a butterfly. <laughs> that was so uncomfortable. I can't wait to talk about it. And, and, <laughs> but, you know, we have already heard Garcelle be like, listen, y'all, I'm obsessed with expensive purses, but I just can't allow myself to spend just, that kind of money on a purse. Which is weird that she's having a Birkins party. Birkin well, I, she's finally, you know, she, I, she's clearly ready to finally give in. Her new book has just come out, so she's like, I probably got some income. Let's do this. Yeah, that's exactly it. And she had a Birkin uh, cake at her mm -hmm. birthday party. Like, she's been f it's flirting with the devil for, for a while. Bippity boppity boo. Turn the birthday cake into a real Birkin. Um, then over at Kyle, she's with Nicole, her party planner. She's getting ready to have a black tie event for the Princess Grace Foundation. So there was this like cool crossover with the Princess Grace purse, and then her working with the Princess Grace Foundation. Well, I think Kyle just spilled a huge spoiler to this new uh, Halloween Ends movie. Oh yeah, because she's wearing a Final Girl shirt that is hinting to me that she survives. <sighs> So if it's true, I'm suing for a spoiler alert. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I, we're gonna be rich. <laughs> it is so ridiculously stupid we're even having this conversation. <laughs> it, has, it has affected my day-to-day -day life now. I am physically and emotionally just distraught. I think it comes out next weekend, so we're gonna know soon. We're gonna know soon. <laughs> You're so gonna get the, funny. I'll get the papers ready. I didn't at first really completely understand this diamond donation to the event because I think the missing piece for me in the very beginning was like, oh, people might want to buy this jewelry. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was just for like on display on their beautiful on decolletage. Display? Yeah, there's a lot of decolletage. <laughs> there's lots, lots of, of it. But the, these, this jewelry is no joke. It's a lot of money. Like I've, I, I could never afford something like that, but what? I want to know what it feels like yeah. to wear it. Like that what I would it be. Feels like. Yeah, I would feel a very fancy. Right. Well, back at Garcelle's then, Garcelle comes down in this amazing plaid jumpsuit with like the it's, cape sleeves. It's more like a flight suit. Oh, I thought it was so gorgeous. Cute. Of course, Cherie arrives first. Rena comes in the tiniest dress that's ever been made for an adult. It's tinier than uh, Crystal's baby doll dress. It's tiger print and it's even got the face. I know. <laughs> I know. That's her thing. That's, she's she a, loves a, a print. Yeah. She, she loves does. an animal print. Yeah, she does. And her little mini bag that is like five thousand dollars. Yeah. But Patrick is so happy to see her. Because remember last season, Patrick was like, girl, you're fashion, you're amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rena's like, oh, call me beautiful again, you know? Um, <clears throat> Sutton, I thought, looked really amazing in her Hermes Gaultier dress. Mm -hmm. I loved Crystal in the... They dressed better for this party than they did for the uh, reunion. Did you, <gasps> did, oh. <laughs> did you see that Sutton's dress was priceless? Didn't have a tag on it. Wow. That's how vintage it was. I... She, I'm obsessed with it's her. It's crazy. Mom. I like. I I will would never condone robbing or rob anybody, but I would rob that. 
Kyle is clearly the most purse crazy person here. When she runs in after some, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, everyone has white gloves handling this. You can't be crazy around them. I thought that was awesome when Kyle just like attacked Sutton. Don't you touch that purse? It's mine. <laughs> It was awkward for Kyle to see Rena because last time she saw Rena, it was that uncomfortable conversation with, with Kathy at her house. So Kyle tells everyone, she's like, y'all, I'm wearing 52 carats of diamonds at this party. And every single woman just kind of like melted in their place. Hell yeah. When I see, when you see it when later, it is, I melted. It's huge. So, and then we hear Patrick the butterfly. Now, was Patrick flirting with Joshua Sutton's assistant? Is that what was happening? Because he's like, I'm a butterfly. I go from flower to flower. And also good sex. And then he says, and I also have good, give good massages. That's yeah. funny. I have good hands for, for giving massages. massages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Patrick, you dirty slut. I was kind of like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so Garcelle finally splurges on a bag for about 14000 Yellow purse, mama. That's my favorite color too, mama. Yes, it is. And I thought, considering the wealth that these women have and the, how much like Kyle would spend on... I thought 14000 was actually kind of conservative. In the grand scheme of... In the gra- of, of grand scheme of richness, yeah. Yeah, but Sutton only got a $5,000 purse. Like, she was being really, like... I, and I... Pinching pennies. And I was wanting to see what Diana was going to buy. Um, Diana probably already be- has all of them. She probably has every fancy She's thing. like, do you have the more uh, vintage, uh, exclusive, behind-the-cape ones for we, me to We look have at? barely seen Diana in the past several episodes. Which, uh, in the last episode, for sure. And then in the, like, the reunion trailer, they literally only flash her on the screen for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hand it myself. So Kyle tells Garcelle about Kathy coming over and apologizing, and Garcelle's like, I don't really even know what happened. I didn't go out to the club with y'all. The club? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. I didn't even go down the club with you. <laughs> club, you're <get> the perp. <laughs> Everyone, Bear grew up on the mean streets, y'all. I did. I grew up in the mean streets of Cincinnati, y'all. It was <laughs> that cul-de-sac was rough. That cul-de-sac was rough. You don't I know. Mean, yeah, the basketball hoop lost its net at one point. That's horrible. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, she's in character. <laughs> and then Garcelle's like, "Well, did Rena get to have a conversation with Kathy?" And just really kind of bottom line, Garcelle agrees with the rest of the world uh, that Rena yeah. just needs to stick it, stay out of it. Yeah, this is family. You need, to, and she under Garcelle even understands because she has sisters. Occasionally, you'll say some real shit to each other, but it's not like it's it's out of hate. You know, you don't mean you don't want to. I don't know. I don't. This is a hard. This is a risky, a, a touchy situation. But since it wasn't directed straight at me and I wasn't there, and there's no proof of anything that was said. And then I'd be like, well, what am I supposed to do about it? Well, and plus, are you willing to ruin a family relationship again over her venting? It kind of goes back to this. It's so funny that we're having this Meredith and Lisa parallel, but Uh this is family. And family that's been close. You know, all some of us, we have more chosen family than we have blood family. But other people, they live for their blood family. And this family. is family that they lost communication for, what, 10 years or something. And they've lost, they know what it feels like to lose those so moments. She's like, so what? Kathy lost her temper. Who cares? She said some hateful things. Yes. She said she's going to take down my family. Well, she's not taking down my family, clearly. So she was just saying stupid stuff. Yeah. It's uh, and haven't you? Haven't you it's not all, okay. It's not no, okay. No, it's not okay. But, but haven't you all realized Kathy is the crazy aunt in the family? Like yes, she's insane. Yes. Sometimes you just sweep things under the rug, especially because Kathy family. was immediately apologetic because she didn't deny it. No, she was like, listen. She said I said some messed up stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But like Look at your flowers. But I have older sisters and stuff too, and there's certain stuff that you just kind of sweep under the rug because that's who they are. Otherwise, you're not going to talk for six months, and it's even worse. And it's just stupid. Oh, yeah, it's so Don't it's waste so that stupid. Time. Yeah. So anyhow, Dorit's not coming to the purse party. It's Jagger's birthday, but um, Erica's not coming to the purse party. There's some personal issues. But Sutton, who is at the party, has a Bumble update. Oh my god, I can't. (laughs) This train wreck of a a dating relationship. Well, clearly it's not Sanjeet. No, because she's still dating him, even that awkward date. But she was on the phone with a Bumble date. 
And out of nowhere, suddenly the phone call is disconnected. <laughs> and she's pretty certain it's because a significant other of some sort caught them on the phone. Well, or it's he couldn't handle talking to her anymore, and he couldn't even lie to make up an excuse to get off the phone before blocking her. He just did it mid-call, mid-sentence, <laughs> which is pretty boss, but really horrible. No, I'm with Sun Story because I caught an ex doing the exact same thing. That's true. So, uh, uh, so I'm on. I'm, I'm with you on that sudden. That's funny. There's a lot of not triggers for me in both Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills this week, but a lot of parallels for sure. Yeah. So Garcelle asks Rena. How was your conversation with Kathy? And Rena is seemingly at the moment kind of like better about it. And Kyle feels better too. But then Rena's like, but I had to lock myself in the bedroom because I was so scared. Because what, was she like throwing things at you? Was she like trying to attack you? Was she verbally attacking you? Because if it was so bad that she exclaimed so bad, so many of these housewives have turned on their own phone just to record sounds or just have it oh, on yeah. to get the video. Oh, yeah. So this whole like traumatized, sure, no, I'm she sure. was shook. Yeah, oh, shook. She this was is, shook. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is her word. Shook to the core. I'm still kind of shook. I was really shook. I've never seen anything like that. I was shook because of the behavior that was going on. But she's brave. And she prays. And offers blessings. Yeah. But Rena is not letting go. She is convinced that Kyle and Kathy need to dig in and deal with this. But Kyle's like, no, I'm fine with the apology. Yeah. And Lisa's like, I'm just trying to be very protective. I'm like, if you're protective of me, you're hurting me as hard as you possibly can right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe you're not listen to You're me. not protecting to me right now. And if it does come out and she does ruin my family, then you could say, you were right, Lisa. Yeah, but <laughs> listen to me what I need if you're my yeah. friend. Not what you think think I need right yeah. now. But Kyle, you know, I'm kind of confused as to why Kathy and Kyle are on the outs because there's never a moment that Kyle throws Kathy under the bus in, in any of these episodes about this. Are they in the outs? Oh yeah, they're, I mean, you saw the reunion trailer. They're sitting next to each other. Yeah, but that's not their choice. Remember Kyle saying, I don't, I don't, I want to leave here. I don't want to have a toast because things aren't better than they were before. Oh, well. Yeah, they're completely on the outs, but I think Kyle is, you know, completely being willing to accept Kathy's apology and to forgive. Yeah. But not Rena. But Rena just really hopes that Kathy gets the help that she needs. Because she's dark and she needs help, blah, blah, blah. Lisa, Rena, we've seen your past seasons. You are, you are unhinged. You're not, and you're, uh, you're an exaggerator. You know, Kim Richards mm -hmm. is on the verge of death. Yeah, oh my gosh. You need, to, you need to butt out of people's family stuff, mm -hmm. girl. Then we get our getting ready montage. There's lots of, um... PK, why are you asking what type of tie to wear if you only have one type of tie to wear? I don't even understand that. It's, it sounds like something that you would do to me. <gasps> but not with ties or bow ties. But you'd be like, well, I have this, or I could do this, or I could do that. I'm like, well, do that. And you're like, well, I don't really have that. <laughs> Or maybe I just won't want to. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. See, two episodes in a row. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that came out of left field. Did I tell you that I love you today, baby? On the way to Kyle's event, Rena and Erica are riding together and... Everyone knows what happened to Kathy nationwide. Every, I mean, you and I, we all know. Everyone it was knows. on all of the blogs and all of the social media. It's in the press. But Rena is not the kind of person who can be silenced. But she is still so shook. I was really shook. Because she has never seen someone act like that in her life. It's over-exaggerating, once again. I mean, you broke a, a glass on the table just because somebody mentioned your husband, crazy lady. Yeah. 
So Kyle's ring is $1 million alone. I think it's probably Ugh. the biggest ring I've ever oh seen. Oh my gosh, it's enormous. I mean, it, you could even see through the TV how giant it was. Imagine if you owned something like that. If your life went to hell, or, you know, it'd be like, I just would pawn that. And I yes. would still be good for a couple of months. I mean, the necklace was $3 million. I mean, it's crazy. She changed into another $650,000 ring. Like, incredible. Dorit is wearing $5 million worth of jewelry. Mauricio looks gorgeous in his suit. Mm -hmm. Just gorgeous. Asher and Dan Diana arrive, and Diana is not wearing the borrowed jewelry because she can wear her own. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's rude. This is about charity. It's not about you. To be someone who's so charitable, oh. why not be wearing some of this jewelry so someone <laughs> might want it? Well, huh? 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 Charity? Huh? <laughs> Mauricio loves to rouse PK. He's like, where'd you get this suit, Target? Target. <laughs> <laughs> and PK's like, fine. You just think you're the funny guy, don't you? They just keep picking on each other. You just keep doing your thing. Laughing at your own jokes. Um, Kathy is not at the finale. No one. But she's out of town. It's not anything like anything. And even Kyle says that. She's like, it's not because of this. It's because she has to be out of town. So what was your final verdict on Garcelle's green lips? Um, I don't think it bugged me as much as it bugged you. I did not like the green lips at all. I loved everything else about the way she looked. She looked perfect from head to toe, except for those would ugly... You, would you have rather her have, like, a, a, a maybe a nude lip with a green eyeshadow? Well, she, maybe, or red. That's too Christmassy, but something... Okay. No, a not green. I just didn't find it attractive. And that's just my bottom line about it. Wow. I'm not, you know, I don't hate people who like green lips. I just personally <laughs> did not I don't hate myself. people who like green lips. <laughs> well, my goodness. So Kyle tells Crystal about everything with Kathy, being in the media, and Kyle thinks that Erica, Diana, and Rena were most upset about this Kathy Hilton situation, so likely someone from their team leaked to the press. Did, did she even say Diana? She I said think she was she, just those well, two. She said, uh, remember when Erica and Diana were talking and then Diana left and then Dorit came in? Yeah. Um, Kyle just said Erica, Diana, and Rena were the most upset about oh, okay. it. okay. But, you know, eventually she pinpoints it to Erica's team. Um, Asher's wearing ruby slippers. I saw that. Those, I thought those were nice. I was totally into that. The meal, both of us were like, like oh, yeah, that looks good. That looks like some good meat. Love that. You know, we like the meat. Oh, yes, the meat. Garcelle is sitting next to Kyle, and then so Kyle asked Garcelle if she's heard from Kathy, which I didn't know that maybe Kathy and Garcelle were that close. Yeah. I don't know. But Garcelle had spoken with Kathy that day, and Kathy is still understandably, pretty angry with Rena. Mm -hmm. Especially now that everything's out in the press. Yeah, especially because she just feels like they're trying to run it to make her look bad. And then in this conversation is when Garcelle ponders that maybe Erica is trying to put the attention on Kathy to remove the attention from Erica. Which I didn't. I didn't believe that. I didn't believe it. I I never put that in there either, but Eric, I mean, Garcelle doubles down in the reunion trailer. Jeez. So, who knows? But they're talking there at the table, and Erica and Rena are just like staring. They're sitting right across from them, it looks like, and they're just staring at them. Well, they while even they're, they're like, I can hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, eee, that's weird. So, they excuse themselves and go over by the heater. Mm -hmm. It's only 62 degrees outside, which and they're so tiny and wearing very little clothes. But Garcelle, she wants to get to the bottom of this. Why did Kathy even have to apologize to Rena? Like, what did Kathy do? Um, and even, she's like, to the group. If Kathy apologized, we should let it go. Yeah, the whole group agrees with the rest of the world. Everyone except for Renee and Erica. Yeah, they're the only ones that are just like, she has to pay, and she's doing this to you, no one else is. But Renee's like, who's not letting go? I know. She, she's <laughs> so. You. She. Everybody's staring at you, you idiot. Seriously, you're the one who's like, you and Kyle need to talk. Kyle and Kathy need to talk about it. I had to lock myself in the bedroom. Oh I've my never, gosh. I mean, it's you. Of course, it's you. 
And then Garcelle admits to the group that she feels like the part of this is Erica getting the heat off her. Mm. And <laughs> Erica's like, no one takes the heat off of me. I am Erica. She really kind of insinuates that she's more famous than Kathy Hill. She sure does. And it's like, that's... Okay, Erica, we get it. I mean, you are famous for all the wrong reasons right now. Y yes. I mean, you're in the you're in the news for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I will say that as far as more people knowing your name at the moment because of the lawsuits, maybe. Yeah. But that's not the fame that you're looking for. But Rena's like, no, this is Kathy's fault. This is all, that's what we need to remember. This is Kathy's fault. You can't just sweep it under the carpet. If she, if I were to take this to my grave, I would get sick and get cancer. Oh if gosh. I did not express this, that is how bad this is. All right, Crystal, step back. This is how you really do it. Right. This is how you do it. This is how you over-exaggerate some small things. This is how you do it, right? You're learning from the That's best. how you get violated My right there. My goodness That's... gracious. <laughs> if somebody handing you a, a, a jacket in your room makes you feel violated, imagine what Lisa Rinna had to go through. When it's so vile that Rinna has to get <laughs> it, sick and it'll die. it'll give her cancer. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, she's like, this is the things that would destroy people's lives, and I can't wait to bring it out. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's going to destroy, destroy people's lives, why, why can't you, you bring keep it, it out? yourself? Why can't you just be quiet? Seriously, I've got things that I'll take to my grave. You know, you just do that for people that you care about. Yeah. But Erica wants Kathy to be called out for her behavior. She is. Right, she is. She is being called out, and she's apologizing to everybody right now. But yeah. the one thing about it, it wasn't caught on camera at all. None of it was caught on camera, so it's all hearsay of what really happened. And plus, Erica, when did you immediately just go, I'm sorry? Yeah, I apologize to things never. that Sarah Chrissy. She's never. never apologized. I mean, she has apologized, but it wasn't right away, and she still isn't repentant mm -hmm. whatsoever. So there's a big difference between Kathy having one meltdown versus Erica acting like a jerk for two years. Yeah. That's the difference. I've just been trying to get some good dick. Apparently, during Erica's hair party... Yay, pretty mess hair! Pretty mess hair! Someone was sending out play-by-play -play texts and calls about the conversations that Renette and Dorit were having about Kathy's meltdown. Mm -hmm. And that's how it got to the press. What they didn't show, which we've seen, I've seen on social media since, in the international version, they literally show footage of Erica's publicist and Mikey, Erica's like assistant or whatever, talking about how they're eavesdropping on Rena and Dorit and trying to hear every word that they're trying to say. Ooh. Like, Why didn't they show that on this? Well, be probably because you know how the next week oh, they'll they have, have the never-before-seen? Before scene. Yeah. It'll be included in that next week, gotcha. I'm sure. So, you know, I think it was Queens of Bravo that posted that. So, yeah, it looks pretty clearly like it might be. And, you know, they're catty little bitches. It probably did happen. So, um, the party just kind of stops yeah there's not like a big blow up or anything which i'm pretty okay with but the party just kind of went fizzled out and started like, to get heated for a little bit when they started like bringing it up to erica and lisa and blah 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 and the way that they got defensive and bounced off of each other was so like criminals like they were both <laughs> like hand in hand did something right but again, for the first time in a while, you know, we've been complaining all season long about there's no shift in dynamics between the friendships. We finally got that in the final episode. Yeah. And again, that kind of makes me want to have Lisa Rinna back just so I can see that play out. Mm. Finally, a new dynamic. So, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? And I'm sure most people are like, no, keep her away. Yeah. <laughs> keep her away. She's just vile right now. So, we have our season wrap-up. Dorit is working to overcome her trauma. It said the robbers are still at large, but I know for a fact that I have read that there was a trial about it. Hmm. I know for a fact that I've read that. And well, if, if there was a trial about it, who was it with if it weren't for, with them? Double check, Montel. I'm going to have to. Um, Crystal has a new puppy. Meow. And has been seeing <laughs> an eating disorder specialist, so that's great. We've all wanted that for her. Diane had another miscarriage. That's heartbreaking. Yes, That's really heartbreaking. But she's still determined to have another baby. Sutton is still seeing Sanjeet, but insists that they're just friends. Okay. Maybe they're just, like, casually dating. Maybe they're just not, like, labeling it. He's he's 
Get that. He's he's, he's getting, getting, getting it. Yeah. 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 He's, bang, he's banging Ryan friends with benefits. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, good for that. <laughs> get, get that it, means so, she's getting hers get too. Get it. Both of them. Get yes. Gar- Garcelle's memoir came out in April, but not everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, on social media, the video, Erica is the one who posted the video of throwing the trash, the book in the trash. Mm-hmm. But I think we find out in the reunion that it was actually Lisa Rinna's video that she sent to Erica. And then oh. Erica posted. So it's actually, I think it's Lisa Rinna's hand thrown away. Erica received some good news that when a judge in one of her lawsuits ruled that she had no knowledge of Tom's alleged crimes. And she's still trying to win back the earrings for legal reasons. Okay, whatever. This is the law we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa and her family had a private ceremony for Lois in Oregon and still hear Lois and the birds. Mm-hmm. Kyle has only seen Kathy a few times since the apology and doesn't know if Kathy and her family are coming to the wedding. I hate that. Yeah. Again, I don't know. That's why what she was what trying not to happen the whole time. Yeah, I don't know why they're on the outs. I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. But anyhow, hopefully we'll get some clarity in the reunion. All right. Well, let's go take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back with some clarity for Salt Lake City. Hooray! Bing. Bye. Is that trying to shut me up? We'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify directly. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free! Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today! And we're back. And you know what, Bear? I am searching for something. I can't quite put my finger on it. It was that Serena tea that we drank during our break. Oh my goodness, is that <laughs> what it was? Why are my eyes so dilated and everything's moving around so quickly? Like, everything's so vivid. Trash feels like my body is on a different planet. All the clothes in the hot closet are wearing themselves. Serenity. I'm boring. I've never done a drug in my life. I've never even smoked weed. I barely take Advil. Ooh. I could see the color of words. <laughs> We get Salt Lake City taglines. They're here. I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in mine. I was just, when I heard Lisa Barlow's, I was like, who's stabbing you in the back? That's the first thing I thought, too. I was like, wait, who's stabbing you in the back? Well, and maybe we're going to find out. Ooh. I mean, maybe we are. I thought it was a great tagline. I just didn't understand how it applied to her. Scandalous. Yeah, so maybe we'll find out. And then Jen Shaw. I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. I like it. I do like it because it doesn't say innocent in it. Yes. If it said innocent in it, that would be... I wouldn't be, be able to, uh, to grasp onto it. No, but I thought this one was good. Because guilty or innocent, she is fighting for her life. Yeah. And she's never really cared about too much about how people think about her. I may be a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time. Great Girl, Heather Gay, it's perfect. She's got Bad Mormon in it. She's got Good Time in it. I think it's a great tagline. Yeah, it's very... I was actually going to wear my Good Time Girl t-shirt today, but you hounded me about wearing a Halloween shirt. It's the beginning of October. I know, so I was totally down with it. But uh, her tagline having Good Time in it, and then Lisa saying that Whitney gets the Good Time Girl title. Mm-hmm. I was That's where I was feeling that today. But that's true. Heather is a Good Time Girl. She's always fun to be around. Mm-hmm. And um, she as a Mormon. <laughs> when I take a shot, I always hit my mark. Another perfect tagline by I, Meredith Marks. This one might be my favorite 
Um, just because it, it's a great tagline and it has her last name in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or what if she said, when I take shots, I always hit my marks. Ah, what about that? She only has to take one shot. She does. She's so small. <laughs> She's way of that one. And then finally, Whitney Rose. I am more of a free spirit without the Holy Spirit. This one might be my favorite too. I, I really like this one as well, just because it's 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 what her storyline is. For this it really season. is. It's very very much uh, appropriate for her. Mm -hmm. Not a clunker in the group, in I, my opinion. In my opinion, I don't feel clunker in the group either. Yeah, I thought they are. Salt, listen, no one works like Salt Lake City. Jeez. These women work for their paycheck. They work for their money. Yes, they need to be in that. What was that song with Portia and Tamra and <laughs> that, uh, Melissa Gorga and Sonia? That fit one. Get your work done. Yeah, work done with. Y'all, if you I don't know remember. Work Done, we've probably talked about it before on the podcast. If you don't know Work Done by Portia Williams, Melissa Gorga, and Sonia Morgan. I think it was Fiber One for the Fiber One bars. Yes, it's, it's a Fiber One music video. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's, it's like, really good. It's the best pop song ever. And if you watch the video, you could watch, um, what's her name? Uh... Sonia? Sonia Morgan, not understand why she's there, or dance, or get any of the lines that she's given right. Yes, Google Work Done Fiber One on YouTube, yes. and you're welcome that we just changed <laughs> your life. It's so good. So, uh, you know, we start off with the, the typical Salt Lake City music. You know, Salt Lake City has its own sound. It's always choir, like yeah. So it has angels. like a oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Always, it's so epic. Yeah, it's and it's so perfect for mm -hmm. Salt Lake City. We have Meredith and Seth playing tennis. I like the way I like Meredith's rules. If I lose, I get a three-hour massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing tennis too. <laughs> oh my god. And then we have Heather talking, FaceTiming with Ashley. <laughs> Ashley went out on a Thursday night. Thursday night is the big college night to go out. You didn't know that either, did you? I didn't you? go to college. College is where they go to build machines, not humans. Yeah, so Thursday night is the big night to go out because a lot of your friends go home on the weekends. That's interesting. Yeah, and plus when you're 18, 19, you know, to 22, you've got the energy to stay up late and go to class the next day. You can do that. And Ashley, she's a good gal. Get it. And then we have the Barlows talking to Jack about college. A little foreshadowing before we really get yeah. into it. Lisa's like, do you want me to call the school? Yes, Mom, please call the school. But it seems like that's what she does for him in a lot of but, aspects. But I was like, which, are you like calling the college that you want to be admitted to? Or are you like calling the high school to get the counselor to help you? Or to like call to get your SATs in order? Because apparently he didn't take his SATs. Yeah, I was really like, which school are you calling? But no kid wants you to call any school. No. But especially not college. Especially not college. But our first, like, real scene is at Jen Shaw's new house. Her mom comes in, and we have charcuterie board number one. This episode should have been called charcuterie boards. Yes, searching for charcuterie. Yeah, because it's in every single woman's home is a charcuterie board. Even, I think at the end, too, there's, like, a charcuterie board. Oh, I've got board. them marked. I've got them oh, marked. Geez. Don't you worry. Um, so they're going to put a puzzle together. All right, everyone, the new rule of the season. I didn't even tell you this. The new rule of the season is any time... Jen Shaw says, innocent, you have to drink. Oh. And that's the rule for this podcast as well. Anytime we say innocent, you have to drink. Good luck, innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be so innocent after that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a mock trial yesterday where they're trying to prove Jen Shaw's innocence. Or to go over her guiltiness. <laughs> right. But it was tough for Jen to not have be able to interject. She stormed out. Like... You, you can't you can't storm out of a legal proceeding. She can't sit there and just have somebody say stuff about her that she doesn't believe is right. Right. And she's this is a, the true test oh gosh. of how well she can behave. This has been really hard on her kids. Sharif walked in on Omar crying. He doesn't want to be without his mom. And if Jen didn't have such a supportive husband, poor Sharif, he's been picking her up ever since her dad died. I know. That's tough on a human when your person that you love has been through such turmoil for such a long period of time. Yeah. A lot of relationships One thing don't after last. another, yeah. So, uh, 
But if she didn't have such a supportive family, she would want to end her life. Mm. And her mom's like, I, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I don't, it throws her for a spin. But yeah, she, she's she, like, I don't know what to tell you yeah. other than you can't. <laughs> she almost wants to say, like, you're just, you're spiraling. You're just spiraling and stuff, and you're just going into places you don't need to be. And plus, no parent should ever have to witness the death of their children. No. It's just not the way nature is built, and it's impossible for a parent. Then we are over at Whitney's house, and I'm like, you better look hot, Whitney Rose, and like those liquid like leggings yeah. and the little halter top with the Doc Martens. And she, I'm like, I even wrote, you better wear a red lip, Whitney Rose. <laughs> you better wear a she red knows, lip. She knows how to, to wear a rose red lip. Yeah, oh, yes, she do. Yeah. And oh, she yes, knows she how do. to make a charcuterie board number two. Oh, my gosh. You know what? You should probably drink every time you see a charcuterie board also. Ugh. Cheers. Um, I like Meredith's black and white striped leather coat. She looks very cute. Chic. It's cute. I loved it. Bobby and Brooks come home. They were <laughs> required to walk home from school. I'm sure. Nice day. Yeah, and she, they live in a, a really nice neighborhood. I had to ride my bike uphill both ways for six miles to school. But little Brooks is not amused that Meredith also has a Brooks. Yeah, he's he, like, okay. he's like, no thanks. I don't want to be on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of weird seeing seeing Whitney and Meredith hang out together. Like we don't. It's a first. Yeah, it's it's very very strange. Well, they did hang out a little bit last season, but it wasn't even at Whitney's house. It was like at a restaurant or yeah. something. Like that. that was weird. Uh, but it's it feels weird for Whitney too. You can tell. So Meredith is like, hey, Whitney, so what's going on? Let's try to start talking about something. And Whitney's like, I think I need to ask you how you're doing. Yeah, let's, let's talk about you and Lisa's relationship. It was awkward with Lisa. You know, people are really up in arms about Meredith still talking about this Lisa thing and not being able to move past it. But I think what people are forgetting is that Meredith didn't see that episode until the night before the reunion. The reunion was only two months ago. Yeah, and for us it's been a year, but for them it's just been two months. And they haven't spoken since the reunion, so Meredith has just been stewing in this mm -hmm. with no one other than Seth to talk to about this. Having to deal with it, yeah. And not to mention, I'm sure she's being prompted to talk about this from producers as well, you know? Yeah. So Meredith points out that Lisa has spoken ill of everyone in the group. And then there is this, like, savage montage of Lisa talking crap about everybody. I don't want to lose our liquor license over somebody's wedding in their basement with a stripper pole. I used to hear stories. I think she was like the one that was like, honor code what? She was meeting up with somebody other than her family. First it's Whitney and the server pole, and then it's Heather Gay and the honor code, and then it's Jen's cheating, and then Meredith is a horse slept with everyone in New York. Right. Yeah, pretty simple. I mean, it is pretty simple, but I felt bad for Lisa. So, but why does Lisa try to spread rumors when there are so many rumors about her? This... <laughs> This seems so funny. Like, they they all spill the rumor, but they also say something after it to try to cover their tracks. And you can't tell me that Whitney Rose does not do her job on this show. You she She's like, so tell me, what have you heard? Mm -hmm. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. And Mira's like, well, you know, I heard that she does... Uh, favors. favors. She doesn't say sexual favors. No, she just does favors to get her tequila in places. And then she says, and it's, it's absurd to say. But Whitney has heard the same rumors. A mutual friend has supposedly slept with Lisa to be swayed into business dealing. Yes. <laughs> I love that Whitney drops that bomb and she's like, but I feel bad talking but about it. But I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I feel bad. This is stupid. We shouldn't talk about it. Because then they could say that when they're accused of talking behind their children. Right. <laughs> but also, that's kind of her way to segue into, I've been dealing with a healer. Yes, the energy healer. We and hear about a lot. during one of my healing sessions, I kind of have this moment of clarity and a connection with Lisa where I was seeing her on the inside rather than what she presents to us and how hurt she is on the inside and maybe there's something there worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope. Now. <laughs> not buying it. No, I'm thank not fighting you. for nothing. And then Whitney's just like, hear me out. We're going to go on this trip 
and I, I'm hijacking all the bad energy on this trip. This trip is about healing, and that's it. Try number three. Try number three. Good luck. Good luck. But, well, you know, night one does go pretty well, considering. Yeah. Over at Lisa's... The La Barlow's house. La Barlow. They, she's playing basketball with Jack, who is 100 feet tall. I, I hate watching... Um... Uh, people with fingernails, like long fingernails, play hey, basketball because it's dangerous. Yeah, you <laughs> pop those things off quick. But I, did, I feel like we heard in earlier seasons that Lisa played basketball. It didn't look like I could have made that up. I could have made that up. Didn't look like it. Uh, Jack is good. Yeah, I mean, again, he's so tall. He's as tall as the basketball goal. Mm -hmm. He's as tall as Lisa's Diet Coke. Oh my gosh, nothing's <laughs> that big. Like, I had my augmentation with nothing. I, like, went and got a Diet Coke after. <laughs> so Lisa asks about the SATs and about college, and Jack is just, like, not interested no, in college. No, thanks. I'd probably be richer if I didn't go to college. Fudge college, honestly. There's no need for it. Yeah. And she's like... Um, well, well <laughs> feed me how you got to this logic of yours. <laughs> He's like, I already own a business. Why go to college? I could just keep starting businesses and be rich. Yeah. I'm he just... thinks that you can just keep starting businesses like that. Yeah. I, I Well, it, to be honest, hearing all this makes me not to want to buy any kind of Fresh Wolf I... stuff. Because it's just him with his parents bought it. He's just like, oh, it's just a business. My mom and are you actually business. running the business? He's not. And it's, he literally got hand fed that business. Why not go to college and get a business degree? So you know so what you you're know doing. So you know how to run businesses. Yeah, and Lisa's like trying to get it through to him. Like, you know that me and your dad are the reasons we were the biggest funders. We were the ones that got you all the hookups. We're the ones that made everything for you. Hand fed you stuff to say. And it was just a jumping point not to get you interested in business not that you're like oh you just you're now running a business you're successful right seriously Honey. but you know what i love is that she doesn't back down but she's never mean about no, it no she's, she's not. being very real and very matter of fact about it yeah. but she's not being mean but he's like okay i'm done talking i'm gonna decide i do also want to say that lisa is killing well they're all really con killing the confessional game this season like even Meredith's vampire look later. Like, Meredith's not. They're all looking incredible. But Lisa is wearing a lot of leather in her. Like in this scene in particular, she's wearing this beautiful black leather, like corseted dress or top. She just looks really incredible. And Whitney's wearing that red leather jumpsuit thingy that has the deepest decolletage. Like, like her tits are just. Hanging. I think it's just a band. A band that like go. Like, goes under her cleavage and, under her that's it, and, that's, and, and that's, then a jacket over it, it belongs on Atlanta it, oh, oh yeah those women love to show those up those women chest. love a decolletage but Whitney wears it beautifully she does but later during boobs. that really serious scene um, it was weird for me to ha for to see her having like this big breakdown with Justin and them them flashing to her confessional where she's dressed so sexy like I that. Know. Like, I don't want to see. I don't want to be staring at Whitney's boobs while she's crying. And that was when I noticed it. Is yeah. that scene? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to look. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of, over at Whitney's, she comes in the door. There's something very clearly wrong. Justin walks in and she's just like, I need to talk, but doesn't really say anything. And like, if I was him, I'm like, great, what did I do? I felt did horrible Did I do something? Him. Did I she do something? Like, what's so wrong? so long to get to it. I would have gone through 80 different scenarios. Scenarios, yeah, by she's the time they got cheated on me. Someone has died. Yeah. Uh, Wild Rose anything. Beauty's gone on. It could have yeah. been a million things because she took so long to get into it. Mm -hmm. But Whitney explains that her brother, Will, has been going through EDMR therapy, which I'm pretty sure is a therapy that Dorit went through earlier this season. Okay. Who knew that Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City were the same city? Um, so there are parts of Whitney's childhood that she's completely blacked out, that she has no memories of several years of her childhood. And Will told her that through his therapy, um, he... I don't know if it was because of his therapy, but there were during those parts... That's when Whitney was being abused. Yeah, and he remembers that. And we don't know what type of abuse it is still mm -mm. to this day. It's a heavy scene. It is an incredibly heavy scene. And you know, um, I think that Whitney has been getting a hard time on social media from a lot of people who are thinking maybe that it's made up or that she's being dramatic or something like that. But this is serious. You can tell this is very raw emotions. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, there are de definitely situations where people go through trauma and they don't think about it again until they're prompted. Yeah. I mean, all the time. The brain will will purposely block things out to protect you when you don't even know it. Well, I don't know what prompted me this morning, but I did. I actually texted Whitney and I was like, hey, I just wanted to thank you for sharing your story because I actually have a very similar experience that I just never thought about for years. It just never was something that I ever even thought about. And it wasn't until not long ago when you and I started talking that it even crossed my mind again. Mm. I was like, so thanks for telling your story. I really relate to it and it helps me. Thank you, sir. She talks about like demons in the bathroom when the house is being saged. Mm -hmm. And um, Will gave her clarity on that. So I'm Apparently bad stuff happened to her in bathrooms. Yes. But what really broke my heart is when you can tell that Whitney just has a moment when she feels like damaged goods. Yeah. And she asks Justin if he still loves her. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know she believes that. She didn't really... But she just needed to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just really kind of broke my heart. This is where I wrote down, Whitney's decolletage is so low in that right <laughs> Yes, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch Whitney cry. I'm scared of her boobs. I don't like it. Um, I, I look, I wrote there, it's strange to see her in that sexy confession <laughs> during a so sad funny. scene. So next we've got Heather getting packed, and Georgia and Annabelle are having a blast looking at like looking the at lingerie. Looking at her lingerie. So they're like, Mom, my they goodness. Both, but they both have grown up a so lot and quickly. much. And yeah. it's just been like a few, well, a few two years. years. Two years? Well, one season three started in 2019 is when was, they started filming. But this was filmed last year. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild how much they've grown. Jen Shaw tells Coach about the garbage trash whore lingerie party. Which I, has to be the theme of your 50th birthday party in November. It's going to be called the garbage trash whore lingerie party. Okay, I think you're fair. I think it's fair. It has to be. All right, all right. Everyone, on November 12th. Half of my wardrobe is garbage trash whore. True. <laughs> GTW. Half of your days are half. Uh, Whitney's still taking the trip. You know, after all, this is the trip she planned. You know, they all kind of host the trip. Ugh, Justin looks so good in a hat. Yeah, he's so handsome and so sweet. Um, plus, there's going to be a healing ceremony there. And Whitney's uh, other half-brother, Curtis, is going to be in Arizona as well, so she's going to stop by and see them yeah. when she's there. So there's going to be support. Yeah. Not to mention... It's a, more than just a trip. She's got Heather there, which currently is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, good things. Whitney and Lisa meet early at the airport, and my first thing was, I wonder what gate they're at. Uh, an all-too-familiar scene being dropped off at the airport. <laughs> right. Ugh. So they're going ahead of everyone else. Whitney's like, I want to start this off peacefully, and there's no way all five of us are going to travel together peacefully right now. If anybody's been to the Salt Lake City airport recently, to get to the B-gates is a very very long walk and it's very unnecessary and i have dubbed it the salty mile <laughs> i like that mm -hmm. well they're fixing it they're fixing it um heather is not excited about a trip to arizona she, well then she says it's the red-headed stepchild and she's <laughs> she's like it's even more warm and there's even more white people <laughs> <Even> more <laughs> how is it how is there a place in the country uh, where there are more white people than Salt Lake city but then they were reminded oh yeah jen probably can't leave the country right now usa all the way yes so Whitney and Lisa arrive at the home and are greeted by Becca. The house is really beautiful, but it's, it's very just, pretty. It's just kind of outdated. Uh, but when they bring up Mary, yeah. and it like flips back to a little scene where Mary's just like, women. Like it made me miss her, her insanity, like yeah. just pure insanity and just uh, irrational sayings. It really did me too. It I made me miss think, her. I didn't even. I don't know if I even really thought about Mary last episode, but this definitely. I was with Whitney here. I'm like, yeah, oh, I kind of would like to see Mary here. That sucks. This makes me kind of miss Mary. But it would have been a very different. It would have been a very different episode. Yeah, a very different season for that matter. So Lisa and Whitney get in the hot tub, and <laughs> Whitney like puts the margarita in her cleavage and Lisa just thinks this is the funniest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> but take a drink out of it. You're the new good time They're girl. Like, Sorry, Heather. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so Whitney doesn't take too much time to kind of address her recent trauma discovery. She's ready to talk about it. But she's not ready to get into it. She's ready to just like be like... She's been doing that this whole... This whole episode, she talks about it. Yeah, but she doesn't ever, like, get, get into it. She's like, I want you to know I've been through trauma, but I don't want you to know what it is yet. Yeah. It's coming. The mm -hmm. trauma, I want to talk about it soon, 
but we're not going to talk about it yet. And then Lisa's like, well, you know what? I relate to childhood trauma. I had, um, my parents were kids raising kids. So think about this. Lisa's dad was not even 40 yet when his third child started college. That's young. So like 15, 16 years old, he had a kid or something? I mean, I, don't know. I mean, you know, it's there's no secret that Mormons are very anxious to get married and have children. Yeah. So they could have gotten married, you know, like at 18 and had kids. I don't know what the, I don't know if the, the age rules are. But Lisa is very close with all of her siblings. She raised the ones that are younger than her. So when she says, I love you like a sister, she really means... Loves you like a sister. Something big deal. And, you know, she really had this fantasy of the relationship that she and Meredith shared. Because a sister would, as we see with Kyle and Kathy, a sister can forgive you for a rant. Mm -hmm. But apparently it's just Meredith didn't feel the same way Lisa felt about her. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I I really do see both sides. I do, too. <clears throat> Whitney doesn't want to get in the middle. She has talked to Meredith about it, but this is Lisa and Meredith stuff, so it's your conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa's like, well, I've forgiven myself, so now it's up to Meredith to forgive me or not. If yeah. she does... I would love a path towards forgiveness. I would love a path to build our relationship. But she ain't gonna slit her wrist for it. <laughs> she, that's her favorite analogy. She loves that. It's not a great. It's not a great thing to say. I, I, cue the slit my wrist sound bites. I say I'm gonna slit my wrist all the time. That's okay. You want me to cut my wrist in front no, of you and no, be like, I'm sorry. So, to... <laughs> so uh, Heather, Jen, and Meredith arrive. They come and interrupt them at the hot tub with champagne, a half-drunk bottle oh, of fireball, fireball, and a cock balloon. Yes. That's what you need to show up with. Absolutely. But my favorite moment is when Jen Shaw grabbed it was actually Whitney's a, boobs. Was and it she, a cock or was it a turkey balloon? I assumed it was a cock. I think I it was know. a turkey. Anyways, I but yeah, it. Jen Shaw was very happy to see you. Whitney's boobs. Whitney's I boobs. Jeez. <laughs> Meredith is completely ignoring Lisa. Like, even even Lisa without her glasses on. <laughs> Can tell that Meredith doesn't want to look at her. So Whitney tells everyone that a shaman is coming, or as Meredith would say, a shaman. Shama shaman. It's not my first time working with a shaman. And the shaman recommended everyone not drink. That's rough. It's gonna be hard to do. And this is—it's dusk. Yeah, right. Seriously, the lights, the sun. If I down. if I don't get a, some alcohol in me before the sun has set, I will turn into a gremlin. Yeah, right. <laughs> then this is when Whitney reminds us. She's like, "This is the third time we've tried this. Three strikes, we're done." Yeah, this is it. So then Whitney acknowledges that the purpose of this trip is to support Jen Shaw, and Jen is very moved by mm -hmm. the motion. Whitney did room assignments, which is very smart. Yes. And then given Jen the master, Jen's mm -hmm. like, maybe I should get arrested more often. I know. She's been getting the, the main room this whole time. I mean, maybe this is one area it's working out for me. Um, everyone has nice little presents in their room Cute. with slippers and pajamas. Whitney Rose beauty products. So everyone get dressed in your boho chic and meet us down for the healing. And Heather's like, um, how about a t-shirt and socks? Yes. Let's get comfortable. <laughs> but then Heather and Whitney like go to a room by themselves, and Heather like wants all the dirt. Yeah, she needs to know what's going on. What happened? What's, she, what's, who's saying who? She, you know how like you laugh because you don't know what else to do. Yeah, that's Heather through this whole season. <laughs> yeah, trying not to smile. She's like, I'm blown away that Meredith is digging so deep into this. I'm blown away by the things that Meredith is actually saying. Like <laughs> this is crazy. She's just kind of laughing at the absurdity of it all. <laughs> so <clears throat> Whitney greets the. Shaman. Shaman. Ksenia. Shaman I meant Ksenia. to look, I was like, did she, is that a real name? I meant to look it up. To, like, is that a name or of, a, of name. a certain ethnicity? Or is it a, like her stage name? You know, <laughs> or just a name that she liked? So Meredith is late once again. She's having some reserves. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. And this is when we get Meredith's like vampire chic confessional look. Yeah. And I'm into it. I'm, I'm like totally it. into it. Very, it's, it's very interesting. It's not overdone. It's subtle. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. It's I not. Like it doesn't look costumey. Yeah. So they drink cacao. Cacao. Which is not hot chocolate. So <laughs> cacao, every time I hear cacao, 
there's uh, that Portlandia episode. I know you hate Portlandia, but there's this episode where it's a couple and stuff, and whenever she starts getting hurt or whatever, she's like a country where she just says cacao. It's like their safe word. And she just, in the middle of like talking, he starts like trying to get him. She's like, cacao, cacao. And then she keeps saying cacao throughout like the whole episode. It's so funny. Well, Lisa, uh, Heather's like, this stuff is gross. This isn't chocolate. And Lisa's like, I kind of like it. <laughs> it tastes like Diet Coke. Yeah, cacao is like the 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 purest form of chocolate, I think. Right, yeah. So the ladies have to let go of something in their life and call in what they need. I do love that Lisa compares this chocolate cacao to drugs for some reason. I know. She's like, I've never even smoked pot or anything like that, but this cacao's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Whitney is going to let go of trauma mm -hmm. and take in oneness. Heather is going to let go of shame of not making her family proud in Colin Love and Understanding. That's, you know, that again, Mormons are all about family. Yep. And that's tough, especially since Heather doesn't have her dad. Jen's going to let go of the fear of going to her trial in 30 days. She always tells you how many days are coming. Yes. This one's in 30 days. 30 days. You always know yes. how many days is coming. And she's calling in her innocence drink and showing her family that she loves them mm -hmm. lisa is going to let go of hurt and sadness and call in love support and kindness <laughs> meredith finally arrives and then the shaman is like hey lady who arrived late <laughs> would you like to let go of uh, she, she totally like she breaks the energy out of the walking down there and then that lady totally calls her out that shaman like lady that was late <laughs> But I'm with Meredith. I'm like, I don't know what other people have shared right now. So I'm, I'm not, not going to come I like legit just sat down. I haven't even had any cacao yet. Right? How seriously. am I supposed to loosen my body up without any cacao? You can't. You just absolutely cannot. <laughs> so the ladies lay down for breathing exercises. And like the sun is going down. Like this, is ha this has been a long ceremony. It's you can dusk. Tell. Like this is edited down to like 15, 20 minutes. But you can tell this was probably hours worth of a ceremony. And uh, Jen talks about, you know, missing future family milestones, but they show a family picture, and oh my God, Reefy looks. Yeah, that's enough. Wet. You move on. No, he looks gorgeous. Move on, and he's gonna just... be a he's gonna be a doctor. Move on, Ugh. move on. How old are you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, listen, you denounced me for again. Divorce. <laughs> um, Lisa has like. I put down, like, breakdown slash breakthrough. Yeah. She releases it. She does what the thing was meant to do. People have given Lisa a hard time in the history of the show of feeling like either she's emotionless or her emotions aren't real. This seems like she's had enough. This yeah. felt very real. But for Lisa, she expected to go and, like, find some healing about this Meredith situation, but she kind of had a breakthrough about abandonment. And tells the story about when she was young, being left behind by her family. But she was a little brat and she ran away from them, so... <laughs> but anyways, my sister Sarah, she's the middle child of five kids. And she got left everywhere. There was even this one time where she was like, Alright mom, I drove with you to church, so after church you have to pick me up. I need a ride with you. She got left. Poor Sarah. Sarah got left everywhere. No matter what, the store, the church, the mall, like any, she always got left. We need to hook Sarah up with Lisa Barlow. Yeah. Let's heal. <laughs> so Meredith is kind of triggered. She's being brought back to last year because, uh, you know, it was about a year ago that her dad died. Yeah. Just two months ago, she found out about Lisa. Uh, the last trip was when she said weaponize my father's death. I kind of forgot that they questioned the whether, timeline of her grieving her dad. And, and, stuff. For, and then for the first time, kind of looking back of it, I was like, you know what? That was kind of effed up. It was messed up. I didn't even consider like last season. I, was, I I didn't really wasn't a thing for me. But this, I was like, you know what? It really was kind of effed up for her dad to die and everyone be like, oh, but you didn't really go to the funeral. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the person that's up is you. But there are a lot of tears, a lot of breakthroughs. Uh, Meredith, though, she doesn't feel safe. She does not feel <laughs> safe, and poor Lisa. I do love that this whole time the shaman is just sitting there still, like. Just watching them, like, listening to them go. And I'm like, shouldn't you be packing up, honey? 
But then she's like, oh, there's food. So maybe we could keep these conversations right, flowing. Right, right. But poor Lisa, like, tries to connect with Meredith for uh, just a second. Just a second. And, and Lisa and uh, Meredith... Uh, Meredith's like, nope. Meredith shuts that down quick. You are nope. not a safe sp- space for me, Lisa. And uh, <laughs> Lisa is being really humble. She's being re- and really, you know, trying to be, I guess, trepidatious, but uh, she has to walk away. Mm-hmm. And then Heather goes to get Lisa. And, you know, Lisa, she's like, I just had to step outside for a minute. I'm, I'm going to be fine. Thanks for coming to get me. They go to dinner. And then Meredith asks everyone what they had to, what they said they want to let go of and bring in. And Jen tells the story about how she got yet another phone call. Beverly Hills, here we go with Erica. Yeah. Got another phone call, like she does every day, saying something new. And so one night at like 3 a.m., she went to her father's grave. Sharif's in a panic, trying to call her, so she blocks him. Jen. Hey, Jen. Jen, Jen, Jen. You just say, honey, I'm okay. I yeah. went to my dad's grave. I'll be home. We're home. But, no, block. But Whitney is, like, down at the other end of the table just really holding back tears. And she drops the bomb that she's been through her healing and she has discovered this abusive situation in her past. And then they leave us with that. Yep, it's the end. So, um, this was a heavy episode for episode two of the season. Yes. But... And we got got, uh, taglines. Yeah, and at least we got taglines, so... As always, so thrilled that Salt Lake City is back. Mm-hmm. And so thrilled that you all stuck around to listen to us another week after the soundbite debacle last week. Which better not happen again. Well, we'll see if there's soundbites in this episode. You will be punished. Well, don't punish me yet. Instead, follow us on social media. Snap. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are The Real House Bears. On Twitter, we are Real House Bears, and you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You can also watch our entire podcast video on YouTube. Yes, Bear, it's true. You can watch us. Wow. So all those bad things that you do on film, everyone's now going to be able to see it. Um, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, but if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and a cute review, and we will bring you that comment on air and make you hashtag house bears famous we did it yes we did look at us bye bye okay love you bye okay the camera is on boo did you ever learn um halloween songs in school do you remember any like halloween songs um maybe in elementary school which was like 40 years ago we learned a song and i remember it said one stirring and stirring and stirring my brew Ooh, that's the only halloween I've song i've never heard that before that was back in um, ancient times monster mash we do the mash we yeah. do the monster mash. Yeah, but that but you learned that heard that on the radio, or you learned it in school. Probably heard. I both. don't know. Probably both. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> <laughs>